Well, we're looking today at John 12, verses 20 through 50. And to give it some context, it is Passover. The triumphal entry of Jesus to swaying palm branches has just taken place. And everybody wants to meet him, to know him, to listen to him. And among others, John 12, 20 tells us, some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said to him, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Well, Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. The point of these three verses seems to be that even non-traditional, probably even non-Jewish persons, had become intrigued by this powerful, heroic Jesus. They wanted to become involved with him. Now, we don't know if it was to these Greeks, or Philip and Andrew, or all of them, that Jesus uses the opportunity to make clear his next steps. Whereas in verse 23 it says, Jesus replied, Now is the time, now the hour has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. This is a turning point in the life and ministry of Jesus. The alarm clock has sounded and things are about to change. On several occasions, Jesus has said, my hour is not yet come. Well, now it has. And Jesus is about to explain just why his dying is so necessary. Verse 24, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. In other words, if you're going to have any kind of harvest, the seed that brings it about will have to die. And if it remains unplanted, there will be no harvest at all. The implication for Jesus was obvious. Jesus had no choice but to accept his coming death and resurrection if there was to be a harvest, even though it would be traumatic and horrific. He goes on to teach them some paradoxical truths about how the kingdom of God works differently than the way the world system we know works. In verse 25, he says, those who love their life in this world will lose it. And those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor me and honor anyone who serves me. So the model of the self-giving, sacrificial, die to and for this world life of Jesus is to be followed by those who would be his servants. Think about that, Christ follower. And if that thought troubles you, well, you're not alone. Jesus says in verse 27, Now my soul is deeply troubled, is in turmoil. Did you get that? Jesus is saying, Now my soul is deeply troubled. I am in turmoil. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? You see, Jesus already knew the agony that he was going to have to endure. We're reminded that in the garden, his agony was so great that he sweat drops like blood. Hematidrosis, yep, that's the word, is a rare but very real medical condition that causes one's sweat to contain blood. The sweat glands are surrounded by tiny blood vessels that can constrict and then dilate to the point of rupture, causing blood to effuse into the sweat glands. And the cause of hematidrosis is extreme anguish. Jesus is in extreme anguish. He's in turmoil. He is troubled. In the other gospel accounts, we see the level of Jesus' anguish in the garden when he says, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. But as he goes on in that moment, in a moment of surrender, of purpose and determination, Jesus goes on to say, But this is the very reason why I came. And then says to the Father, Father, 
bring glory to your name. This is an interesting thing. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do so again. When the crowd heard that voice, some thought it was thunder while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Then in reference to what Jesus had just said a few moments before, now the time or the hour has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. Verse 30 tells us, then Jesus told them, that voice was not for your benefit, was for your benefit, not mine. In other words, you needed to hear that voice. I didn't need to hear that voice. The time, he said, for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, speaking of his crucifixion, I will draw everyone to myself. And he said this to indicate how he was going to die. The crowd responded, we understand from the scriptures that Messiah would live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? And just who is this Son of Man anyway? They were becoming more and more confused. And instead of answering the question of the Jews, Jesus issues a stern warning that light was only going to be with them a little longer. And the issue was whether they would recognize what and whom that light is in relation to the gravity of their situation or be swallowed up in darkness. He goes on in verse 35 to say, My light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you, because those who walk in darkness can't see where they're going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time, and then you will become the children of light. It's important to note that in his concluding word to the people, it wasn't a statement of judgment, but rather an invitation to believe and to become sons of light while there is still time. And it was a reminder to those who were and are followers of Jesus that walking in the light, walking in the day, can guard against stumbling. But the situation is quite different at night. So for everyone, the invitation is come to the light. And for those who have, it's an admonition to remain in, stay in, walk in the light so we don't stumble in the darkness. Jesus, we thank you that you came to bring light to the world, that you came to bring light to us. We pray that as we walk in that light, we will not stumble, but we will experience the joys and the blessings that come in following you, even if it means to the point of death, so that we can truly follow you and be where you are. We thank you for that opportunity. We th thank you in your name. Amen. So keep walking in the light and keep the faith.